We are recording. <laughs> oh, we are. Hi. Hi. Hello. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since I've been. <laughs> Do you know any more words to that song? Nope. nope. Oh, that's okay. We, we, we. Welcome to Evolving Us. I'm Julia. And I'm Ashley. And this is episode 18. Wow. Wow. Well, it's been a little while since we've hit this microphone down and dirty, and we're so happy to be back. Um, there's just been, I mean, life, right? And uh, I always made fun of people that started podcasts that couldn't keep consistent. <laughs> and now I'm that person. I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing with them because now I am them. We are one. It's not a limitation. It's a beneficial moment of learning and expanding. But truly, to be honest, I wanted to make sure that we had something really exciting to talk to you guys about. It's so exciting. Um, no, but really uh, authentic to speak with you guys about. And um, for a little while, there's been a lot of spinning, moving action. I think we should catch up a little bit. Yes. Where, sh- <laughs> where should we begin? Oh, so many things. So we were going to record two episodes in Mexico last week. That didn't happen. Oh, nothing good happens in Mexico. All good things happen in Mexico. Nothing but good things. Look, we're here. We're fine. We're happy. We're thriving. And we're, we're about to tell everyone so many great things. You're right. You're right. Okay, so last episode we talked about the quick fix and that was like the quick hit, you know, and that was the idea around that was like how we as a society really value getting something really fast as fast as we can and finding short-term solutions with uh, huge uh, rewards, short-term, right? Short-term, how do we get this right now and not have to do the extra back-end work? And today, we're going to talk about something that's super authentic to both of us on both of our minds and hearts, like in a very deep way, which makes it even better, is uh, this concept of change and stagnation. And... uh, First of all, I'll lead with a quote that my dad has always told me, and it's the only thing consistent in life is change. And while I was throwing a hissy fit as a preteen and he would say that to me, I'd be like, well, fuck you. You don't understand my life and no one likes you. Um, (laughs) I now really value that. I really value the remembrance that, first of all, things are not happening to me, to us. They're just happening. And I think when we get attached to things showing up as a certain way, we get uh, locked in on an expectation and we lose our ability to be adaptable with change. And ipso facto, we become stagnant because we're attached to things showing up in a certain way. So we feel frustration and resistance over flow. And the truth about life is that the more you flow, the happier you are. In all seriousness, talking about Mexico, <laughs> something, and I, I talked to you about this too while we were there, is that, you know, obviously polarity makes you just realize so many things and being on vacation, which is the complete opposite of daily life for, for most people typically, um, just made me think about so much about the just patterns that I live in and whether or not I want to accept what is or change and growth, which is super scary, like what that looks like and just kind of admitting to myself what I really want in life. 
I thought about that a lot during our trip. Mm, yeah, same, same. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And we, we did talk about that a lot where like when you're on vacation, all of a sudden, like all the little things that you get wrapped up in doing, the responding to emails, the getting here on time, the doing this, like none of that really matters. And we're not saying that you should just go live a life where nothing matters. <laughs> but we are saying, however, <clears throat> maybe we can save you a vacation, even though why would we want to do that? <laughs> to think about <laughs> how what is most important and how to zoom out from like the little mundane things that keep us stuck in that same stagnant place of doing, 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 doing instead of being. Because in the being, I'm going to come back to call, do a call back to flow. When we're being, we kind of allow things to happen, right? Not spiritual bypassing, but we allow things to kind of flow like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to lean into that. Or I can be instead of do. And in my meditation practice, I'm more open to receive information and wisdom and knowledge that's going to push me in the right direction for change. But change, I think, becomes really scary when we are stagnant. Because the fear bubbles up of the unknown of like, okay, yeah, I know life is going to keep changing. Like pause for a second right now on this podcast and think about yourself six months ago. What was six months ago? That was December 2021. Whoa. Now think about yourself a year ago. <clears throat> we were finishing sculpt training and the leadership team was just forming and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Listeners, think about yourself two years ago, three years ago, pre-pandemic. Holy shit, right? So we can't resist this thing, this ever moving thing, this current. And if you look at every single different area of life in nature, change happens. Plants grow from buds and live out their life and then eventually die and wilt. Animals are born and die and they all have different lifespans depending on their breed. We have the, the different um, phases of the moon and it's constantly changing and coming back around and constantly changing and coming back around. The cycle of like a woman's moon cycle, a woman's period, it's always in a cyclical shape or way of being. So if things are always going to shift from one stage to the next and then to the next and to the next, we there really isn't much uncertainty, is there? But yet we're so wrapped up in this, oh my God, what's going to happen? And here's where faith really comes in is that if the universe always has your back no matter what, like no matter what things are happening for you, no matter what, you are attracting exactly what you're supposed to have in that moment, even if it's something you don't like because it's something that's going to teach you, then realistically change shouldn't be scary. But yet in our human experience, we're like, Ugh! <laughs> Um, yes, and what I was thinking about, well, during our vacation, I thought about like the most minute pieces of my day, not just like, oh, I'm sitting on a beach instead, I'd be writing an email right now. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, and going back to where this conversation started is we talk ourselves out of doing things that are for us because we want to be in pain and suffering <laughs> example please example no I'm not going to go on vacation right now because I just 
hired someone on my team. So I, I can't do that. I can't do that to my team. I can't do that to my new hire. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Everything is like a postponing in life, right? Like I'm not going to insert here. Like this could be applicable to any situation. But how it was present for me during our vacation was like, well, first of all, I was ever so grateful to be on vacation. Shout out to Gina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for our vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think there were so many different moments on our trip that we were like, you know, just like not ideal situations. Like the resort had a bunch of families, for example. Mm-hmm. And in our ideal state, it would have been more peaceful to not be in that situation. However, we did find solutions and we did, you know, go out. I think that actually was it was obviously for us for so many reasons. We went out and we explored the shit out of Cancun and the surrounding cities. And honestly, if we were in a resort where, you know, the makeup of the demographic were different, where we're like, yeah, this is great. Like we would have sat in a resort in Mexico in a different country and not had experiences, which you and I, like that's our love language, right? So (laughs) it's like so crazy. Like if we wanted to stay in our comfort of, oh, like this is ideal for us, like we're on the beach, there's this, there's that, like certain makeups like pushed us to do things that were obviously exactly how they were supposed to be and also different than how it would have been if, you know, the ideal situation of the makeup of our living circumstance for five days were different. So that's such a small example. But um, going back to what I was saying, like I just dissected so many small pieces of my day that I was like, like in pure awe and appreciation for what was happening. And going into, you know, the topic of today's podcast, talking about change and stagnation, it's like how many of us, and we've talked about this in other episodes, like, you know, oh, it's Friday. How, oh, it's Monday, right? Like how much mm-hmm. emotional attachment do we have to a certain day of the week when it's our own fault, first of all? And second of all, we have opportunity to change what that comfort of that day or discomfort of that day is, right? So, I mean, I'm getting like super deep about something that I haven't even, I don't even know. But what do you have to say about that? Anything? <laughs> I know you're like like urgent to grab the mic. No, Give it to no, me. I'm super not. I'm listening. I'm fully present with you. Oh, I love that. And that's a practice I've been really working on. And... Sorry to interrupt, but Please I've interrupt. No- I've noticed. Really? Yes. Oh, tell me more. No, well, I'll tell you later. Oh, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Mike down. M- Mike wanted some coffee. <sighs> yeah, I mean, of course, so much to so many feelings, and I kind of want to get down to the down and dirty right now of like what we're actually talking about without pussyfooting around because. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it. A lot of people in our community are feeling it. Like, let's be real. A lot of us are not okay where we are right now. Mm -hmm. There, I said it. A lot of us are bullshitting our way every day right now. And I'm not saying that's good or bad or okay or not okay. But... I feel stagnant. It doesn't look like it from the outside. Because every time I talk to someone I haven't talked to in a while or 
run into someone or connect with someone they're like oh my god girl you're killing it and I'm like shut the fuck up because <laughs> I know in my mind I'm like what does killing it mean to me versus killing it mean to you and on the outside we all want to look good we all want to seem like we have our shit together etc cetera, etc cetera. and like while that's great let's be fucking honest right now that that's actually not the case for almost every single person on the deep deep okay and so I can only speak from my experience right now and from what I know of the people I love is that there's this energy of if I was somewhere else, I would be better or the next big thing that comes is going to take me where I, where I need to be in order to feel okay. And I have a lot of like deeper spiritual universal theories about like why for myself that I'm, you know, I am where I am. Like I know that there is like something really deep that's been shifting in me for a while, but it's like at its peak right now of a lot of the clients and students and and people I've worked with for a very long time that I've manifested have been really in alignment with where I've been at. Thanks universe for mirroring my shit back to me. I appreciate (laughs) you. But it's it's always been um, people that I know I'm really qualified and in the right place to help at that time that we've all had like some pretty intense things to work through, right? And I've by no means made it at all, but the way that I work through things are different. So I know the people that I can help and support in the way that I can help and support them is a different type of person, demographic of person, mindset of person, because I'm changing and growing and I'm resisting that change like a motherfucker and therefore I'm feeling stagnant because I am in love and obsessed with what I do but I also am working on being more present in the little things because to me that's what I want to teach that's what I want to do that's how I want to operate and even though I've been deeply connected to my spirituality and my practices um, for a very long time because it's manifesting differently it's giving me space to explore different modalities of being. So it's encouraging and supporting and nourishing this environment where I'm not satisfied with what I used to be satisfied with. Um, and again, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I am just recognizing this sense of when someone's like, how are you? I'm like, uh, I don't really know how to respond to that. Like, yes, I'm good. Like, bitch, okay. <laughs> like, I'm content. And you're just like, in this moment, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, all my needs are met. Yeah. I'm fine. Like blessed and highly favored you know like I'm good to go but if you want to really know how I am I got a lot going on there's a lot happening up here and that's just me being honest and I'd I I I I I a little bit of me and you I see right now um yeah very similar to what you're conveying I I I I I feel the same uh, something that I forget who I was texting with today. I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm good with someone in the community. I forget who, doesn't matter. But I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And I feel a lot of discomfort because I recognize that I have, like, I need my nine to five, but my energy focus, my heart is somewhere else. It's with myself and with the community, like more than anywhere. Um, and so, <laughs> ooh, yeah. I'm ooing because it's uncomfortable. You, you feel me? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you I have so many exhales right I know, now. I know, I know, me too. <laughs> mm. 
Okay, so I do have to be realistic, though, with um, the process of it. And here's what I know to be true. And here's what I've always taught. And here's, like, what I live and breathe, but, like, was twisted up on this for a little while until I just did it. (laughs) I know that when this shows up, there are resources, right? Like, I know what I need to do and how I need to do it. Granted, we didn't really have a lot of routine in Mexico because we were like catching cabs, going here, getting on boats, all kinds of amazing things like that. However, when I got home, because like Chad, we, we had our flight canceled. Chad left for North Carolina on Wednesday early morning and I was supposed or Thursday early morning. I was supposed to get back Wednesday night, whatever. Our flight got canceled. So I missed him. So I got home to kind of an empty house, sort of, you know, like just me and Augie here and, you know, John's been in and out, but, um, as I sat with myself, I'm like, I'm going to sit myself crazy. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lose my shit on this, you know? Cause like after you have a lot of stimulation and then all of a sudden everything gets quiet Mm -hmm. and then you have that reflection period, you're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. And actually I know the universe totally has my back by sending Chad away this week because it was kind of like, if he was here, I probably wouldn't have sat with this. Mm -hmm. And so how I know my resources to be true and my methods and Everything that I have, again, blessed and highly favored, everything that I know to be true for myself on how to cope with feeling any type of way that's like some sort of suffering is that all I had to do was just do it and I started feeling better. And when I say do it, I mean like early Friday morning, I woke up and I did breath, like intense breath work practice and I sat. And like by the time I got to our cycle class, like, even though like it's not like it was a magic potion, it definitely shifted the inner confidence I had in my connection with my value and my worthiness. Because regardless of what I'm navigating and how I'm changing, like I still have a responsibility here and I still have people that I show up for every day. And it rooted me back into the depths of like what I know I'm here to offer and like what I want to give again, back to service. Mm-hmm. So when I walked in, I, I wasn't walking in from the perspective of I'm not sure what's going on within me. I was like, there are things shifting within me and let's do it together. And that allowed me to kind of just show up for class, show up for my day. We had like an amazing baby shower for Katie and our, you know, like our bestie and, um, you know, got to set that up and work on that. And, and by the way, um, I loved listening to Ram Das talk about this experience he had, I might've talked about this on our last podcast, but he was talking about, um, cleaning his mom's house or something. And he was saying that, um, he was over there boxing her shit up and like helping her. And it was like, Oh, I could have hired someone for this, but me doing this is my Dharma right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so like, even though I had to put together a whole baby shower and had like a bunch of like, you know, just admin things to do, it felt like my Dharma, like being of service in such a minuscule way, like vacuuming my house. I was like, this is great. I'm all about this. And so that combined with my breathwork practice and my grounding down and like coming back into community, getting back on live stream like that really helped me feel whole in some way again so that this stagnation doesn't become something that I resist the change that's coming, the wave that's coming Mm -hmm. and instead embrace it. And so, I mean, even between the workshop, we had a member workshop with one of our leadership team members, Car, she co-led and she freaking crushed it. That re-inspired me. That brought me back to life. But it's like when we're in these spaces of resistance and we're like, okay, like I feel like everything's on hold right now. We have to get back to the things we know that fill us up, the things that we know to be true that give us life. 
because that's like that's not the answer but it's a starting point yeah I just I just wanted to agree with you and say that it's really crazy to me and similar to you like David's out of town and with the girls and like going back to baseline and to routine has I mean I have all this I don't want to I was going to use the word turmoil but it's not the right word but I have all this um a lot of inner thoughts and at the same time like even yesterday when I saw you I was like I'm just like I just feel so alive and like I truly feel that and it's because of our routine and going back to you know everything that we use as our tools and resources to be ourselves in the most productive way so yeah I just wanted to yes yes Yes. yes. Invigoration. Yes. <laughs> yes. Invigoration of that which is. Yeah. I was also um, talking to my dad on the phone on my way to teach at Allo today. And um, he's so funny, man. When, like, I have waves with him because, like, and, I, and here's how I know there's something going on is that, like, I know I have discord with him right now. I don't know what it is. It's unspoken. Nothing happened. There's just some resistance I have to, like, talking to him in general. And he's been really busy working and so have I. Um, but I know there's something deeper there. And so I was like, oh, he's going to call and he's going to talk about how many shows he's been doing and he's so tired and da da da. And of course, lo and behold, you know, we talked and, and he did. Um, <clears throat> and then he started going off about the state of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like super passionate. And like, I found myself so cynical when I was listening to him because he was like, I think everyone's at their breaking point with all this bullshit separation and all these like false things that everyone's valuing and like, you know, the world is just so tired of it. Like everyone's pretty much fed up with what's going on in Ukraine. Like how do you just go in there and like bomb pregnant women? And like, you know, he got really intense and like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's like, when does it stop? When does the, when do things change? Like when, and it has to be like, people have to wake up and he's like, and I was just okay yeah yeah you're right dad but in my head I'm like bro like don't you think like everyone's fucking having the same thought like you know but maybe they're not and I hate to be cynical but it's like this is the order of the world it just shows up differently and that's kind of the thing too right is like the resistance to things like evolving which I have plenty of it I have so much resistance I'm like bitch I should have been born in the 20s where things were like Mm. totally different and like you know, the things they prioritized were so different, but I'm like, okay, so the world is actually changing in really crazy ways right now and we can resist it mm-hmm. or we can just kind of allow ourselves to stay in our own lane. Like you cannot make active social change and implement justice in the world in any way if you're all fucked up yourself. Mm. And so I believe activism is important and us standing up for what's right is important, but like if we haven't even swept our side of the street – we're coming from a place of like anger and trauma and all of these other things. So it's like the work is so important for us to be able to to make change that's in the right direction and to pause and assess like how specifically are we making change. And so he was like, that's why what you're doing is so important because you're teaching people mindfulness and da 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 da. And I don't know why something clicked in there when he said that because I was like not really – looking at what I do in that way like I was like oh this is 
a cool community where people get to come and we have mind, body, soul work and da, 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 da. But I didn't really put two and two together that real growth and change is actually like, it starts with every individual person and it's the manifestation of the reflection you have on working on yourself and being in community doing it. Okay. Crazy. Not whoop. Mic down. Mic down again. Crazy, not crazy. Maybe you already thought of this, but what about when we were in Mexico and people would ask like what you do and you're like, oh. I'm, I'm a yoga teacher and I, and I'm like, no, you're not. And so this ties into this conversation you had with your dad. Which well, I'm, you think someone at a bar wants to hear all about my freaking career? We weren't at a bar, honey. We were at a restaurant. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair, but still, like, someone's like, what do you do? They, they don't need to the just, they just want, like. My point is. Fair. All right. My point is. I'm really, I'm really excited that you realized the bigger I mean, you know your purpose. Let, let's face it, you know it. But the bigger definition of what you do, because it is important. It is what people are after. It is why people show up. It is what it's what this is about. You know. Well, let me just backtrack. Is that like it's not that I didn't think it was important, and this work is like everything to me. I think more so. I think what everyone thinks is that like. You like if you're only impacting a small group of people, you're not really making a huge difference in the world. Who said that? I said that. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, I thought you said. I thought I, That's I misunderstood. The... I misunderstood. Okay. My bad. My bad. No, I like for me, like I was like, okay, great, yes, and Mm-mm. it feels like a really big mountain to climb. When, to be honest, part of my stagnation is like I feel like sometimes I look around into the world and I'm like. I don't feel like people often prioritize working on themselves. Mm. They don't prioritize taking accountability for being a dick at the coffee shop. They don't prioritize emotional intelligence. They don't prioritize like listening before they speak and observing a room and feeling the vibe in a space and seeing how they can contribute and how they can be of service. Like maybe that's my judgment, but I feel like it's really hard to make a large scale impact when I look around and most of the change that's happening is like, how do you make your reels better on Instagram? Hmm. Like that's the change I see. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like what's going on when the phone's not up to your face? That's what I want to know. And speaking of, I kind of want to read that poem Mm. that we got from Krista. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Good timing. So (laughs) amazing Krista Kubik from uh, my 300-hour training. She's my mentor. She's incredible. She read us this beautiful poem um during one of our mentor calls and man and I only read half in class the other day by the way so it's uh it's called the invitation um Araya Mountain Dreamer and it's from um the book the invitation (sighs) okay let's take a breath inhale and exhale and just allow yourself to receive this It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow. 
if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have been shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us. To be careful, to be realistic, to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you're telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. If you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty, even when it's not pretty every day. And if you can source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine. And still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the sliver of the moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you make. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you've studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in those empty moments. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Ooh. It's really powerful. And I think what that mostly embodies is all the layers of stuff. I mean, I swear this is the theme of every podcast we do. All the layers of stuff don't matter. All the layers of stuff don't matter. All the layers of stuff doesn't matter and if we talk about change like change is coming honey and I'm talking to me and you and all the people I love so much that I know are listening to this that are clenching on right now and even if you're someone I don't know that hasn't expressed it to me but this is hitting you deeply like change is coming and it's not coming to hurt you or harm you it's coming to teach you and when you see signs of it, do you resist and lean back into stagnation or do you step into truth? And I think that's scary. It's fucking terrifying to be like, you know what? I'm just going to be 100% loyal to myself and do what my heart is telling me to do. Like that is crazy and beautiful. You good, honey? Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's intense and I think for me it's like it just speaks so deeply to where I'm at on so many levels and um, I don't know, it's like it's scarier to me to be on the other side like not full throttle head first just jumping into myself. It's like the opposite is just scarier and I think that's the the place where I'm at like the source of so much 
life inside of me right now. I'm just like, let's go. Like, I don't know. It's just like, let's go. Where are we going? I don't know. Let's go. Let's go. Night. You know? <laughs> do you understand me? I do. I know. I do. <laughs> I think I'm a little more scared than you are right now. But it's okay. That's fine. I can be uh, loving and compassionate with myself in that space. Ooh. You know? I think, as we know, practice makes progress. And in my, in different parts of my life, I've been fearless and I've had really difficult conversations. And so I think that's why I, I mean, I feel so empowered because I haven't abandoned myself in times where in the past I have abandoned myself because I just didn't know that that's what I was doing. So not to like sit here and be like, it's okay. Like, no, like you're allowed to feel whatever you need to and and that's okay. <laughs> um, and I think that being fearless is incredibly, it's not like this every day, you know, and it's like, it, again, like it takes practice and like the way that I feel so like I was going to say sure, but it's more like so certain in myself right now is because of that because I've practiced it in ways that I was like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And, and you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's, it's about just showing up, showing up, showing up. And you know this and I don't, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just sharing why I feel so strong in this place right now for me. <clears throat> Yeah, one strength I know that I have that I'm like, oh, for sure, is that like if if someone was like, hey, Ash, break down your technique for getting through shit, it would be like, I always tell myself right now is temporary. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, it's all temporary. I mean, literally we're talking about change on this podcast. Like it is temporary. It's all temporary and it's all going to pass and it's all going to change. And I guess the difference that makes the difference here in this moment is that I've been telling myself that for kind of a little too long Um, and we always get the right messages at the right time, you know, and I think like part of moving ourselves out of stagnation is taking action Mm -hmm. on things that we're resisting or things that make us feel stuck. Um, and we're on the business module actually in my 300 hour and, and that was one of the biggest teachings. And I was like, man, taking action, like that's something I've been good at my whole life. And like the last, like six months I've been working so much on softening that it's almost taken away my drive to take action. And so, um, I really hunkered down and like in some of the meditations that I've done the last few days and like the time I've spent with myself, I had to really get clear on like my genius zone and when the most important, like what my flow needs to be for me to feel successful and happy and connected to my purpose and inspired to take action. And so here's a small example because like this could be really impactful for you is in the morning after I teach my live streams, if I go like clean the house or go work on something else or leave or go to a client, I lose my genius zone hours. Like my best hours of working are from like nine to like noon or one. Like I do really well when I get on my computer and I knock out the things that I ultimately don't feel like doing, but like sit and just do it. I feel super in the flow, super in the zone. And then after that, I'm like 
good to go on any of my other life responsibilities. But something that small that's overlooked that often put me in a place where I had like so many emails that were unanswered and like I was just resisting getting on my computer. It was like the last thing I wanted to do. Um, And I had so many items that were just piling up and it made me feel really uninspired and like really uh, contributed to this sense of stagnation. So, you know, today I like really hit the ground running and allowed myself to get in the zone and get focused um, on just finding myself again in that way, in in the best way I know how to right now, not with the gifts and tools that I have, that I'm going to have as this change continues, but like my right now, what, I, what do I know right now? What can I do right now? And how can I take action in a way that boosts up and inspires me to lean into that change instead of continue to resist it? Hmm. I'm, I'm, I guess the word would be I'm shocked right now because I can't believe we haven't had these conversations about like we, we talked about it before, like after you figured out your genius zone. Um, I'm the, the main thing I was thinking right now is you didn't have this tool before and look at how far you've come. That's one thing. Hey, just take it. Thanks. You're welcome. I receive. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other thing I was thinking is I've known this for for so long and I can't believe I haven't shared this resource with you. So where I'm going with this is there's still so much we don't know about each other. How? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we spend so much time together. Anyways. Anywho. That's what I got. Si, gracias. No de nada. De nada. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, buddy, bitty boy. Oh boy. Bitty boop, bop, boop, beep. Well, change. Yeah. It's <clears throat> it's this beautiful thing that nature has already provided for us, and like. I know how easy it is for us to continuously prioritize the comfort. And what I want to say to that is that a lot of times the things we think we're, that are comfortable or safe are actually unsafe. They're just familiar. Mm. So they're holding us back in some way because we're so afraid to take a jump or take a leap. So like if you're like, oh, I want to quit my job and start a business or – oh, I, you know, want to leave this toxic, abusive relationship or, oh, I want to, you know, like leave my business and go back into getting a job or, oh, I want to shoot my shot with someone that, you know, I really like and haven't communicated that with or, oh, I want to ask for a promotion, but I need to gather data and prove myself first and do all this other shit. And it's like whatever energy we think we're conserving by sparing ourselves of that effort is keeping us in the stagnation place. And so while change is unfamiliar and scary, it's also like the natural order of things. So we put so much of our energy towards resisting it that we could be using towards rebuilding ourselves as this new version of ourselves. Mm. And if you think about how many lifetimes we've had in our life already now, like all the versions that when I look back of me, I'm like, holy shit. And something that Shar said in teacher training this last round, she was like, 
I hope that I cringe at who I am now in five years and 10 years. And I cringe at who I was five years, 10 years ago. And like cringe. (laughs) God, why did you do that? I definitely cringe. Lots of cringing. I cringe. But like I'm down to keep cringing. But like I want to be eager to cringe. I don't want to be in the space where I'm like, no, things have to be the way that they've been because they've always been. Yes, and <laughs> five years ago, you didn't know that you were crin- you would have been cringing at what you were doing. So it's like, I guess all this to say is like, we hold on to the familiar because it feels good. And that's what we know. And change is, in- is inevitable. So it's going to happen no matter what, whether you resist it or not. Or you embrace it and go with the flow. And at the same time, you don't even know how beautiful the change can be. Mm. Because perspective is, you know, 2020, right? Is that what they say? Hindsight. Hindsight, thank you. <laughs> that shit, 2020, girl. You know, I just I just wanted to say the 2020, that's all. Oh, but great. you know, all that being said, it's like... It could have been better than you ever thought. Exactly. Another Ram Dass quote, life is usually sweeter. Let me get it. Let me get the full one. Let me get the full one. But it's like just thinking of how Charlotte was... And I remember exactly what you're talking about when she was... The context of what she was saying. And it's like, I'm sure when she was in that first teacher training giving, you know, those pearls of wisdom that now she cringes upon... Or that version of herself that, you know, she cringes upon. She was doing the best she could at the time. And therefore, it was the best at the time. And now it's like... And helped a lot of people at the time. Yeah. And now she's like, ooh, I cringe at that because look at where I'm at. But it's like, the point is like, when we go through change, it is painful inevitably. Yes. And exciting all at the same time. But worth it. Worth it because you don't know what you don't know. Our plans never turn out as tasty as reality. Mm. Rom, rom, rom. That's why expectation is the killer of all potential. Because, you know, we we manifest what we know, right? And so, like, we have this expectation of how, like, okay, let's use this way overused. But, like, to be successful, it has to look like this. Like, whatever. It's not whatever because it's literally the core competency of like every human being right now. Okay, well, to be successful, I need to change. I need to change externally though. That's that's the 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 main detail we're not looking at here. We think of all of our happiness lies externally with all these things that even our own meat suit that we want to change, right? It's like I want to change this, I want to change that, then I'll be happy. But the reality is is no matter that expectation of what you think your happiness looks like and how you're going to arrive to a place of feeling complete and 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 happy and comfortable and joy, that's only going to be temporary, number one. Number two, it's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. And number three, it's going to be so much better than what you think it is. So like fucking go for it instead of sitting in your own way and creating all of these reasons why you cannot. That's why I think the only job of a life coach or a teacher is to teach people to be happy where they are. (laughs) Because as soon as you vibrate in happiness and abundance and gratitude, 
your greatest dreams come true. True. It's when you're vibrating in scarcity that shit repels away from you and you just attract more scarcity. So like if you're doing work on yourself, like it should only be clearing out the old negative beliefs that you're not enough and being completely in love with your life the way it is right now so that your energy and vibration is cleared, clean, ready to go. Then you learn the tools and the skills to go make money, to build your business, to do all this other shit. But it's like we can't go and do all of that from the place of trying to go get versus from the vibration of who we are. Mm. And that's where change really becomes an exciting, revolutionary, beautiful thing. And it's it's funny that you just chose that example too of success because I have um, a friend that I've known for many years and he's like, you know, kind of <laughs> lived the dream, if you will, of like what's said to be the dream. You know, he had this baller ass company at like 22, 23 years old, sold it for like $100 million at like 27 years old. And, you know, he like, quote, made it, you know, and then every time I've had conversations with him about it since then, um, I mean, we even talked about doing some one-on-one meditation and coaching and stuff together, but it was always like, I thought that when this happened, this would be this way. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you hear that from every successful entrepreneur that they're like, I thought that once this happened, I thought that once that happened, I saw this, um, little article on my feed the other day. I didn't like click into it, but it was saying that Cardi is like in a imprisoned by her money. Like her happiness is imprisoned by her money. Like that same analogy of I thought that this would be X when I did Y or Z or whatever. It's the same thing for like literally every aspect of life, not just like success at work. It's like once I get married, once I have kids, once I graduate from college, once I like insert here all everything. Mm. Everything is so different than what we thought it would be everything well and that's that false sense of security we were talking about earlier is like (laughs) yeah we've had up our life and we have this idea of how it's gonna go and you're right like I literally never expected anything in my life to be the way it is you didn't and don't think anyone listening could say yeah yeah I totally played this out like this is exactly (laughs) what I thought you know we just don't we just don't know so to think that making it means xyz xyz and once this happens I'll make it I'll be happy I'll be okay like roll with what's right in front of you because that change is taking you to a really beautiful place and if you let your heart be a part of it you're gonna lean into a really beautiful evolution of change of who you are and just continue to grow and and expand from that place stagnation sucks it's for me it's like hell like I hate it I hate it more than anything in the world I know deep down that it's giving me something but man, that shit, mm-mm, oof. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? No, I don't really know. Oh. Everything and nothing. Really. Everything and nothing. Like, I could keep talking. How are you? Uh, um, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Help. All right, well, this was fun. I'm uh, super grateful that we're back on the mic. I'm glad we are, too. Yeah, this is we back, we back, we here. We're gonna make a a bigger commitment to show up for the greater world. And everything is exactly how it's supposed to be, Ashley. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Ja, ja. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> We're going to wrap y'all babies up with a nice pretty little bow. Mm. Having said that, um, if you are a lady listening to this podcast, we've got a women's retreat, two days. It's called Woman Resilience at the end of June, June 25th and 26th in Santa Monica. It's a local retreat, so no accommodations needed. You'll just kind of come for each day, two days in a row. Unless you want to fly into LA from some other part of the world. Yeah, you can come snuggle me. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, at the end of June and um, it's called Woman Resilience. So resilience meaning we're working on things that help support women in staying in our grace and our femininity, but also building like, you know, thick skin where we can navigate and bounce around the world and the and the environment that we live in with wisdom and um intelligence and connection to our heart but also you know the ability to set boundaries and know our values so I think um just as women there's so much importance on the processes that we do the work we do on ourselves so um we would love 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 to have any of you guys join us you ladies I should say um and if there's anything else we can do if you have any um topics you would like to request please send them over to us uh, you can reach out on the website, just ashleyshubert.com. You can find the retreat info on there as well. And uh, if you're in the LA area, come by and take a live in-person class with us. We've got cycle, yoga. We've got um, our signature tomorrow. format called Awake. Yeah, tomorrow night is Sculpt in Playa Vista. Um, so if you're free, we would so love to have you. And uh, peace out. We love you.